When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Danny Mulligan is the patriarch of the Appalachian Celtic band Tawatha Dia. Their authentic rhythmic groove has led them become a fan favorite wherever they play. In 2017, they were invited to be a part of the new Bristol Sessions. With a new album on the way, Danny joins me for this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about this band's unique heritage and style of delivery. Hi Danny, welcome to the podcast. Hey Greg, thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time to join us today to talk about um, your band and what you guys are up to. Um, where are you exactly uh, in the world today? What's your location? Oh, well, I'm, I'm talking to you from Nashville today. The band is actually out of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Okay. All right. Cool. So has that uh, been home for you guys most of your life? Oh, uh, Gatlinburg is, well, it's home for us last, for me, for the last uh, almost 30 years. Uh, originally, I'm from West Tennessee, down by Memphis. Okay. Um and uh, the group is, uh, it's made up of people from Tennessee and North Carolina. So we're right up there in the Appalachian Mountains. Did I understand correctly this is truly almost predominantly a family band? Yeah, it, it, uh, it, was, it, still, uh, it still is, but it originated as, as a com- completely as a family band. That was the, the idea behind it. It was um, not something that we were actually going out to seek to, you know, uh, to do it wasn't what we didn't sit down and go hey you know let's go be a band it started with uh, the family the immediate family and something we could do together mm-hmm. um over the years i mean there's been some people move on some of the kids grew up and went on with their own way but uh for the most part yeah uh five of us are family yeah that's cool how how did you settle on the you guys have this celtic flavor maybe maybe truly celtic in origins how, how did that become the style of music that you guys wanted to pursue? Uh, you know, for years, um, I mentioned, you mentioned the family aspect of things from we my last name is Mulligan, which is a derivative of Mulligan, and, uh, which is 95%. I, I found out recently with the 23 and me thing, 95% Irish, which okay. we always kind of, always kind of knew, but we've, uh, been celebrating that heritage for years and years. Um, there's a lot of, uh, festivals and games and Scottish games, Celtic festivals. We've always attended and I always liked the music and particularly liked the, because uh, that's, it's sort of a forms of uh, basic grass music too. It's where it kind of comes from, you mm-hmm. know, this Celtic flavor and uh, the mix of uh, rock and Celtic music that's sort of um, been created over the last maybe 25, 30 years. Um, so we were always fans of that. And actually I met my wife at a Celtic festival. Okay. Um, and she's, my wife is, uh, 
the lead singer, or one of the lead singers for the band. And it just kind of evolved out of that. There was always that kind of connection. Um, and, uh, you know, to that, that aspect of our heritage. And so in the process of celebrating it and becoming a band, it just was sort of a natural place to go. And you guys grew up playing music, listening to music in family bands, uh, respectively. How, how how did all of that, the, the musical journey, begin in general for, for most of you guys? Well, I think we're kind of an oddity. Uh, that's true of my, my uh, wife's side. Okay, the two lead vocalists are sisters. They're siblings. Okay. And they grew up, they grew up in North Carolina um, in sort of that atmosphere that you're, you're talking about where everybody sang, everybody mm-hmm. or played something, mostly singing. Her mother was a, a training to be an opera singer. My wife's mother was training to be an opera singer, and then she started having kids, so she became a folk singer. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, she had the girls singing, you know, from an early age, so they, they were singing in churches and different events. Um, my side's a little bit different. I was probably the first in my family to kind of engage in, in, mm. in getting involved in music. Um, and then my kids. So it Initially, the band was me, um, my wife, her sister, my son, my daughter, and uh, my brother-in-law. So over time, it's kind of evolved into some other folks. But we didn't have that in my family. She had it very strong in hers, Mm -hmm. the whole Mm -hmm. family bathroom. I was kind of the first first out of the gate in mine. When did this particular band... Have you played music prior to this band yourself? I had, when I... Yeah, yeah. Uh, dating myself back in the '80s when I was a much younger man, I was in a lot of rock bands, mm. uh, West Tennessee. And uh, but at that point in time, it was just me. You know, mm-hmm. um, this group formed sort of inadvertently around 2010. Uh, like I said, we had I had met my wife, and and my kids had become. Honestly, I had quit playing for about 20 years wow. and and raised and raised my kids. And, you know, I got serious. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and my kids uh, grew up and became musically inclined. So there was this weird little moment in time. Thought, hey, how cool would it be, you know, just to do something together? Mm-hmm. And my son was a guitar player. My daughter was a flautist, but she also played bass. And, and so it just kind of uh, organically happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so... Uh, that was not, again. It was around 2010, I think, is when I really classify the group as starting. Obviously, when you're a family and you're hanging out together, you you've messed with music before, you mm-hmm, know. In our mm-hmm. family, we played around with it, but it was a personal thing. And in effect, it was a personal thing when we started. Just kind of went on, you know, took on a life of its own. We were talking off air before we got started about the name of the band. I'm going to try to pronounce it again, and then you can correct me and tell me the origins. I think you said Tawathadia. Is that right? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. So uh, let's t- tell me about the name and how that came to be. Uh, well, Tawathadia is uh, we chose the name again, going back to the whole Irish heritage thing. You know, you've got uh, you, people more familiar with Roman and Greek mythology, but Irish mythology is a group of uh, people called the Tawatha de Danann or Tawatha de Danann, if I pronounced it correctly, and and it's. It's the mythology of the Irish folk hmm. um, before uh, before Saint Patrick, okay. <laughs> and uh, there's a there's a huge mythology. It was always infatuated with that kind of stuff. And when we uh, 
just was picking a name, uh, kind of, we took the name from their Celtic mythology and shortened it a bit. And the actual, the, the, I, it's not an actual translate, translation, but it's as close as you can get. It comes out to children of the gods. Uh, okay. And uh, which we thought, hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so we adopted that. Now, I will say we don't pronounce it correctly because it's Old Irish, and uh, the actual pronunciation of the band's name would be Two a Day. Two-a-day. But we found out very early on that if we told people, hey, the band's name is Two a Day, they would go online and look up Two a Day <laughs> and, and not find us. So, uh, you know, being here in, in, in the United States, we uh, both anglicized it and went with phonics. Yeah. So that <laughs> Yeah. So now cool. it's come to idea. Yeah, that's cool. So I think you said uh, around about 2010 is when you got started um, listening to and looking at some of the, the videos. Um, you guys look like you take it pretty seriously and, and have come at it very professionally. Has that always been the approach? Was it always with the intention of let's do this on that scale or did you just evolve into that? I think it was well for me, and 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 I'm the uh, patriarch of the group. I'm a good deal older than probably anybody else in the band. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, I, I had I had quit, you know, playing for years. Now, when I was younger, man, I was uh, a bit more like anybody else coming into the game. You know, I was like, hey, let's go out, let's play music, let's have fun. I learned in that 20 year period raising my kids. If you want to do anything, um, you got to treat it to a degree, <laughs> like a business. Yeah. You <laughs> If you want it, to, if you want any longevity mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. and so kind of went into it that way. Um, the videos, uh, particularly the very first ones, and I know you you've seen us. We we dress up all kinds of different yeah, ways. But, yeah, it's cool. Uh, well, it, it all stemmed from our connection to a guy named Alex Bledsoe, who is a fantasy author. Mm, who okay. back in 2014, we encountered him at a little festival we were playing in. in uh, he approached us about wanting to put us in his books and uh, his fantasy novels, which are oddly enough about the, the Irish uh, mythology. Mm. Uh, but, and when I say the mythology, I guess I should have cleared it up. Uh, that's the that's the history of the fairy folk, or their 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 uh, you know the Tuatha Dé Danann is uh, the what they call the fae or the fairy people in Ireland, mm-hmm. you know, uh, leprechauns, all that sort of mythology. So. Um, He'd been writing fantasy novels. He's a fairly well-recognized author. And uh, I started reading his books and was kind of blown away. Hmm. And so uh, we, we, we generated an entire album at that time based on his books. And the characterization of that is kind of what you saw on those original videos. Hmm, okay. We were trying to reinvent something, somebody, which, man, that, that was a cool challenge to try to you know, create something musically and visually that somebody else has imagined. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. That's where a lot of that came from. Yeah, professionally, always wanting to try to hit the mark within the realm of what we're capable of, you know. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. How old were your kids at the beginning of this? I, I, could, I can imagine it being something kind of really cool for them to... Uh, to get in character and and create this thing that you guys envisioned. Well, I've got three. I've got three. Two that are were involved in the band, and one that's involved in the videos. Um, okay. And and uh, 
<laughs> when we got started, and I got started with kids fairly young. Um, my daughter was uh, 30, my son was 20, and my other daughter was 10. So they oh, were, yeah, okay. Kids, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, we really kind of started, uh, my daughter started late, my, my older daughter. She started late, you know, mm-hmm. as far as having never been in a band before. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm the only one that had any real experience prior on our side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they were, they weren't kids, uh, kids, you know, they yeah. were adults, young adults. Yeah. Has it become full time? Is this something that you guys pursue you know, fairly regularly? Yeah, it, well, it did. I, I should say, I can back it up a little bit. We're trying to find where things are going now, mm-hmm. post pandemic, you know, right. Um, we had pretty much, we're hitting the ground pretty much full time, uh, pre pandemic. And, that kind of, you know, altered and changed things. So I think like a lot of folks, we're trying to figure out what it is now. It's, it's become a bit more, take it as it comes, you know, mm-hmm. um, at this stage. And uh, trying to figure out, I guess, the new the new demographics. The new geography of, of uh, the music world. Because it seems to have changed and altered a little bit. Right. But, yeah, for everybody. Yeah, we, we kind of on that edge of full-time part-time mm-hmm. now uh, but we were uh backed up a little bit but yeah we're still here here for whatever comes our way and i i take it you guys are writing a lot of your material as well oh yeah the majority of it is is uh is ours i mean we we you know we'll pop off and we call it stealing music and and find something we really like by somebody else and integrate it into our you know uh catalog and sometimes to the extent of even uh, recording something that we really like in our own way. But most of, I'd say, good 95% of the music's original. Tell me a little bit about the process of, of finding your original music as a group. How does that work for you guys as a band? You know, I guess uh, I've had that question asked before. There's a basic process. I do most of the the arranging and and uh, writing the lyrics and such, um, it, it seems to change and alter with the band. There's mm-hmm. an evolution. So, so depending upon what the instrumentation is at the time, that has a big influence mm-hmm. on it. But uh, we try to pull from, you know, you can't help it. You pull from personal experiences. Mm-hmm. I think better stuff that we've done has come from sort of the adventures of life good and bad as they've been put before us mm-hmm. and, and try and, you know, put that into phrasing and, uh, and into music. Other times, uh, you know, it just, it, it comes out of the blue. It's something just happens. And, and I think, uh, I have fun with lyrics and, and I let the band create from their own place. I mean, I've got a guy, my, my brother-in-law, his instruments that he plays in this group range from hand drums to penny whistles to didgeridoos, mm. to native fucking flutes and, and bagpipes. So yeah. that's that's got its own sort of uh, odd texture, you know. Yeah. When you, when you throw that into anything, um, uh, our bassist he has a lot of great ideas musically, but uh, as far as the writing process goes, it's usually it's usually uh, it's usually me, and it's usually whatever's happening in front of me. At yeah, the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And you guys have recorded some some music. You have a couple albums out. Something new, or you have something fairly current? 
we have something that's about to be released actually on the seventeenth uh, of December. Wow, um, okay. Uh, so we've been in the studio with during that we should have been a lot earlier. We had actually planned to release this way back, but with the pandemic, uh, we just spent a couple of years in the studio with Sound Biscuit um, over in Sevierville. And yeah. uh, longest I've ever spent in the studio. Um, so we've got a <laughs> we got a album called Irish Eyes that we're going to be releasing. It's uh, it's got the Celtic flavor, but it's got a rock and Americana flavor too. Because mm-hmm. um, again, we just kind of let it go where it goes. I'm not really sure. I'm glad there's such a thing as Americana. I really right? Know, I'm not sure. <laughs> you, I don't Me know where too. you put it. But uh, <laughs> we're uh, that's on the 17th. We've got a few albums out already. Um, I think this is probably the most grand effort we've ever made, our most ambitious one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited. Yeah, it's 14 songs on this thing. It's it's a full length, uh, full length album, and uh, it kind of covers the spectrum. I think that is the band. So I'm excited. Where do you find that your music fits in the in the global community? Do you have a do you have an identified audience? Do you have a particular like when when you when you get ready to head out to play? Do you do you kind of always end up in the same type of environments musically? Actually, we don't. I, I, that that's kind of the that's what I was sort of hinting at a minute ago. Is we've had a lot of trouble, you know, describing ourselves. So we've a lot of times let other we just let the audience do it. It ranges. Our demographics really uh, interesting to me. We have. Everything for I think the fantasy novels had something to do with that. Everything yeah. from young young kids, I mean, you know, uh, to uh, people my age and older, and we're getting up into the you know sixties and seventies, even fifties. Um, it's just a it's it's no telling. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll kind of cater to the audience to whatever degree. I mean, we've played everything from Celtic festivals to mainstream festivals, Floyd Fest. Uh, okay, you know, wherever wherever. Uh, kind of wherever they call uh, cons. We played at Comic-Cons because of the connection to Yeah, that. I can imagine, yeah. So it's, uh, I can't put a finger on it. I wish I could. I'm probably doing a lousy job explaining that. Um, but I feel like we kind of, they, the band, just like the band, we kind of cover a, a large spectrum of, of different musical preferences and influences, you know? Yeah. Because it ranges, there, there is a true, honest-to-goodness uh almost 40 year difference from the oldest member to the youngest. Hmm. And I, I did, I didn't mention earlier, but I think it's important. <laughs> I love to say this. I'm the oldest member of the band. I mentioned my kids were in the group at one time uh-huh. and they've gone on their own, but my daughter's daughter, my granddaughter is also the other guitar player. So there's, oh, wow. and my that's cool. <laughs> so it's, a, it's an interesting spectrum. You yeah. Know? yeah. Uh, yeah. Do so you, I, I include everybody in. Do you have a um, a plan for 22? Do you know where you're headed? Is, are you going to get a chance to get out with a new record and, and uh, do some touring and, and playing? Yeah, we uh, we got a within the realm of, of what's available. I like that's part of what I was talking about earlier of how you know we've got a whole new sort of uh, music is, is different than it was in 2019. Right, for the sure. Um, yeah, we've got we've got the booking process has been going on for a bit. We've got uh, some festivals ranging. I think our first show is down in Florida and Orlando in uh, 2022 in January. Mm. Ranging from there to uh, Texas and uh, all the way up into Montauk, New York on Long Island. So uh, 
Yeah, that's there's cool. some it's, it's a bit more sparse than I think it was. That's, uh-huh. I guess what I'm going. The yeah. bookies are a bit more sparse, but they seem to be still there, and we're still rolling with it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the name of the new record? I didn't ask you. Uh, Irish Eyes. Irish Eyes. Yeah. Okay. Title track. And that will be yeah. available on all of the outlets. It will be. It will be. Uh, come uh, two, uh, December the seventeenth is the date that the the, the label so they're going to drop it. I think they're going to drop it to radio a little bit before that. Um, but yeah, we're excited. It's been two years. So. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Just well, before, just in time for Christmas. Right. Um, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. People want to get in touch with you guys personally. What's the best way to reach out? Uh, w the name of the band dot com. So I'll, I'll say it: www dot tawathadea t u a t h a d e a dot com. And again, that's phonic, so that we make it simple. Sure. So I think if you go online and start typing Tawatha, you you pretty much get it pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah that's cool. Well, thank you, Danny. This has been good. I, I enjoy your music, and I sure wish you well with the new record. I, I hope um, you're able to fill your schedule back up quickly and, and get out there thank so you. everybody else can experience your music. Hey, and we appreciate you, um, and thanks a lot for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.